Welcome to Travel First with Alex First. After a super tasty and wholesome breakfast at the very comfortable and conveniently located Courtyard Moscow Pavlitskaya Hotel, part of the Marriott chain, my wife and I headed to the nearest metro station, just three minutes away by foot. It was our sixth day in Moscow and one that took in the largest national museum of Russia. It's called the State Historical Museum and is located inside a spectacular dark red brick building at Red Square. The museum covers three floors, the most extensive collection at ground level. The collections have developed over more than 100 years and now amount to in excess of 4.5 million items, although I dare say only a small proportion of these are on display at any one time. The exhibits go back to the development of civilization through the stone, bronze and iron ages and move through until the 20th century. The first thing that struck me was a massive hollowed out tree trunk that became the most rudimentary of boats. Among the finest items is a stunning child's carriage and magnificently decorated, intricately designed religious artefacts, many in gold. As 2018 marks 150 years since the birth and 100 years after the execution death of the last Russian emperor, Nicholas II, a special collection on the top floor is dedicated to him and to his family. The State Historical Museum is well worth a look. We only had an hour and a half because we'd booked a tour. We readily could have done with another hour to spend a little more time at each of the exhibits that took our fancy. It cost 500 rubles or just over 10 Australian dollars each to enter. Then we headed straight for a nearby meeting place for one of the undoubted highlights of our trip to Moscow, a tour of some of the most remarkable metro underground stations. That was with a company called Moscow Free Tour, which had been operating since 2011. Their website is moscowfreetour.com. As of today, the metro system constitutes well over 200 stations over more than a dozen lines. Most years, the Russians add another four or so stations. We visited eight in about an hour and a half, which included hopping on and off trains, which inevitably arrived within a minute or two. All inner-city train networks should operate as efficiently as the Russian underground. The stations we saw were each stunning works of art in and of themselves, cathedral and palace-like in their elaborate designs, many constructed under the reign of Joseph Stalin. I'm talking chandeliers, bronze, marble and stained glass. Simply amazing. At one station alone are carved 76 different bronze statues. One of these features a rooster and commuters regularly rub it with their fingers when passing because superstition has it that that action can bring with it wealth. Such frequent rubbing has seen the bronze turn a golden colour, so it really stands out. The first metro station opened in 1935. They have an average depth of 45 metres below ground. That's why during the Second World War they were used as bomb shelters. The Soviets even put books down there to help people while away the hours, and we were shown a fascinating black and white photograph to prove the point. That was one of a number of intriguing photos that our wonderful, dynamic and well-spoken guide, Anna Believa, had in her kit bag. It was an absolutely brilliant walking tour, one of the best I've ever undertaken anywhere around the world, really. 
and without any question of doubt, a must-see when you come to Moscow. The cost is 2,200 rubles, or under 50 Australian dollars per person, 1,700 rubles for students. This is Travel First with Alex First. Little more than half an hour later, we took a second tour with Moscow Free Tour, with Anna once again as our guide. This time, the two-hour Communist Moscow Tour, which is also available at a similar charge to the Metro Tour. It began across the road from the former notorious KGB headquarters, where those considered enemies of the state were imprisoned back in the day. We saw the last Karl Marx monument in Moscow, visited the Bolshoi Theatre. What a spectacular building that is, and were even shown the first McDonald's to open in Moscow. That was in January 1991, and Anna showed us a photo that revealed a very large snake-like queue of people looking to get in through the front door. Best of all on the Communist Moscow tour, though, was the site of a stunning grocery store, ornate and simply beautiful in every which way. I'm not joshing. It's called Iliskivi and was built at the beginning of the 20th century. Under communist rule, a lot of buildings were destroyed, but this one has fortunately survived and remains the most magnificent grocery store in the world. Incredible. Incidentally, Moscow Free Tour well and truly lives up to its name because each morning they offer a totally free two-and-a-half-hour walking tour of the city. The company also runs a Kremlin tour and an alternative Moscow tour, the latter of which we intend to check out in a couple of days. If you want to save some bickies, you can buy a seven-day pass for all tours I've mentioned for 6,800 rubles. That's around 150 Australian dollars. 5,800 rubles for students. I highly recommend you check them out. That website again is moscowfreetour.com. You've been listening to Travel First. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the full podcast at Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.